Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey. <laughs> Testing. One, two, three. Is this thing on? Testing. I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> Whose house is this? Honestly, who knows? How are you? Who even knows? I'm good. How are you? I am lovely today. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> I want more weekend. I just want more Me weekend. Too. There's a place near us that did like a four-day work week. I think it's like the township of Springwater or some shit. Yeah, I think I was reading about that too. And it's not like you don't have to work 10-hour days. You just are working four days and getting paid the same. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that makes for sense. me work. Right? Have you seen that? You have you seen that thing that floats around on the internet every now and again yes, where it's like yeah. the 40 week work week isn't meant like typically there would be the woman at home and then the man, right? Yes. So it's not really mm-hmm. and then the women end up having to do all of the house stuff too. I hate that for me and you because it's true. It's true. But it's not because we have unhelpful spouses. I think it's because we're a little bit particular. That's true. We do like things a certain way. I know Speaking that. of which, he hates our new tattoos. Oh, yeah. We haven't recorded since then, right? No, because we got all excited. Well, I did. And we oh, recorded yeah. early. And then mm-hmm, we got our tatters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got tatted. And you didn't. So there. I did. Oh, the audience. They, <laughs> they could. They could, they could if, if they you want to. If you want to be that um, person, that's fine. Yeah, I think we're hashtag committed. It's going forever and ever and ever. Amen. Committed to the pood. Committed <laughs> to the pood. Okay, exactly. And tell me, I need an I need an update on your on. clicker Kobo clicker. Fucking love it. Fucking love it. I don't have I I. I don't rate stuff on Amazon. Maybe I'll go and rate this one just so that I can contribute to the madness of people paying $40 for a device that probably costs them less than $2 to manufacture. But damn, is the convenience sick. <laughs> she loves her Kobo clicker. My, I get to keep my clicker in one hand and my vape in the other hand and that I just fall asleep like that. that's amazing I would kind of like because I like to I like to put my arm behind I'm a I'm a Mm -hmm. arm under head kind of gal right Mm -hmm. so before Mm -hmm. I couldn't have I would have to have my vape in one hand and then I'd have to put it down to turn the page to turn the page not anymore motherfuckers because I just put my little clicker in my hand under my pillow I wake up with them in the bed nice yeah nice Highly recommend that if you. you love prime cozy time and reading. If you don't want to I get that hand that cold, text size. I just turned that text size up, 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 
because I'm getting old and my vision is getting worse. And then I just snooze, snoozle and read. Sick. I love that for you. Love that yeah. for you. Yes. Well, have you gotten anything fun for your books? Nothing you said fun. you got a new little update. I was just going to say, not all updates have been created equal this week in my technology life, but I updated my Kobo and the Kobo update's amazing. You can just pull down from the top. You don't have to like go back, go to my books, go and find the book you're reading, though it saves it at the top. But either way, you just slide down now. If you're like, I'm not feeling this one, you just slide down and pick your other book. So I did that after you told me, I don't know if my Mm -hmm. Kobo just updates automatically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not certain because it did it. So either I don't oh, know. Maybe yours already had that feature. I don't have the same Kobo as you. I do know that they're all made the same. Mine <laughs> can just go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> all of that in water reading, I do. <laughs> Honestly, I have ruined. When I was younger, I ruined. I know this is this is confession corner. I ruined a library book in the bathtub because I accidentally dropped it, right? I do like to read it in the bathtub and I like to read at the beach. And I would always bring a magazine because if a magazine got ruined, I'm like, whatever. But now I just bring Mm -hmm. my code. I don't have to worry. What if? Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what I have to say. Whatever. Loser. Want to be a man. Ain't got the whatever. So talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. (laughs) And the finger, because I'm 33. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't have to say a stupid nursery rhyme. I can just tell you to go fuck yourself. Go fuck my yourself. Thing, my thing yesterday, I was feeling a little road ragey yesterday. I wasn't even driving, but I was just getting the road rage for Marty. And I was like telling him I, I, something happened. And I was like, you know what? I would tell him to suck my dick. And I, you know what? I would say that to their face. <laughs> he was just <laughs> laughing. So that was my thing yesterday. Suck my dick. And you know what? I'd say that to their face. <laughs> love that for you. Yeah. Hey, I okay, know you're anyway. reading a book that you want to talk about that oh, you love. I fucking love this book. It's kind of like this book, our book. It's like, it's got that like fast paced, gotta know what's happening, to, like back and forth, not time travel, but like a then and now sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's called The House Across the Lake. And it reminds me a lot of The Woman in the Window. It's got a similar sort of like solo gal vibe, but not as intense because there are other people. But I love it. I'm like over 50% of the way. I just can't stop. I stayed up past my bedtime. Oh my. Watch out. What are you reading? Honestly, I don't have anything new to report. Literally nothing. I feel like I've just been being a lazy loaf what are you doing though like are you potting are you tving are you moving i'm taking a course i'm taking nothing i'm listening to a new podcast called disappeared it's just about people who've disappeared that's all is that the dateline one no that's missing in america that's like um i think it's through the id channel or whatever because i I think it is episodes because they're all the exact same length. So I think that they must just reuse the audio. Yeah, um, I, I actually love that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dateline Except does sometimes. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes um, they're like, the- like this photo and you're like, nah. <laughs> Can't see it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Wrong place. Um, 
so yeah, that's what I'm listening to. So I've been consuming that I'm knitting mittens again. <sighs> that's what you're doing. You're knitting mittens, knitting mittens. So it's hard to read and knit. So hundo P you need some audiobooks in the house. You know what? That's what I finally came to my think terms yesterday and said, you know what would I could read it. I could have an audiobook right now. Maybe you have I'll to go to the it. library though. Cause I canceled my audiobook subscription. I wasn't using it. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Honestly, I'll just go to the library. Yeah. That's you can get free. it on the, on the Libby app. Perfect. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Anyways, cool. that's it. That's new. Sweet. We do have some new babes. Do we? Mm-hmm. Tell me. We have four. Hello to Jeff, Emily, Kristen, and Molly. Welcome. Welcome to the inner sanctum of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Good luck. IDK, IDK. <laughs> IDK. Mm-hmm, Should we mm-hmm, talk mm-hmm. about this amazing book that I just am obs- as obsessed with? I like read it so long ago. I don't even. <laughs> I feel like it's gonna be like exciting retelling it because I'm gonna remember mm-hmm. stuff I totally forgot. <gasps> oh my god! Okay, I let's do that. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. All right. So we are at day minus 1,672. That is four and a half years ago for Jen. She is taking the roller coaster backwards. So she's on the bat. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> backwards. yeah. I actually love the bat. I almost puked when I got off the bat once. Oh, shoot. I would that's puke one where your feet dangle too? No, that's yeah. Top Gun. Oh. What did anything dangle in the bat? <laughs> Not on the bat. Maybe just okay. your balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you're thinking of waiting how he pulls his nutsack like over top of everything <laughs> waiting no no okay. okay anyway back to the book todd is 13 <laughs> it is april 1st it is also easter weekend they had an amazing weekend with family and friends. Jen is remembering simple things about the first time that she experienced this weekend. Jen remembers how last time she was worried that her father was mad at her the entire time about like work stuff. And she wishes that she could shake her past self and be like, because now she has the, um, what am I trying to say? Hindsight? Hindsight? Yes, the hindsight. It, precisely. Exactly. Now she has the hindsight so she can be like, wow, I kind of sucked pre like old me anyway um she can't figure out why she's back on this day jen is realizing that perhaps hers and kelly's banter evades the deeper issues somehow which is something that she's been feeling for a long time and now she's like really like we get along so well but a lot of it is just us bantering because we're not actually talking about anything <laughs> we're just bantering yeah um they're in the car they're heading home and they get pulled over by and the just by the police they're like ocg yeah you know me no i don't um, know you <laughs> no no um and just like andy had told jen she can observe it this time so she is picking up on all these little nuances that she did not notice at all before She's like, please don't kill my vibe. Yes, 100%. Well, yeah. And she's also like, I'm just going to tell you. (laughs) So what she's noticing is that Kelly is angry. Like she's picking this up in his little tiny behaviors. And she did not notice this before. Like he's not nervous. He's not weird. It's like he's angry. Um, so the police officer tells Kelly that they're conducting random breathalyzer on the bank holiday, which I guess is like a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly obliges, but he is visibly annoyed about all this. And Jen notices that as he stepped out of the car, he swiftly tossed his wallet on the seat. And when he gets back in, He's sitting on the wallet and Jen is thinking that must be really uncomfortable, but he doesn't like make a move as if he's going to move his wallet or anything. Like it's very clear to Jen now that he's deliberately trying to hide his wallet. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Jen realizes that she really doesn't know much about Kelly at all. Um, they get home, blah, blah, blah. Jen, I, I guess Kelly and Todd went to bed. Like, I don't know. She's sitting on the couch. She has got Kelly's wallet. This is the part for me where I was like, oh, I texted you about it. Um, so she's got Kelly's wallet and she's going through the contents. And there doesn't seem to be anything suspicious in there. And she's looking at his license and she's like, I don't know. Is there something off with this? Like, I don't know. So she grabs her own license to compare the two. And she notices that they are clearly different. And she Googles what a counterfeit license would look like. And she realizes that Kelly's driver's license is fake. It is a fraudulent license. And then I wrote down this little quote. She can't deal with this. Finding and finding and finding things she wishes she could forget. Which is like, I feel like that just 
put yeah. a nice little ribbon on that whole experience, like how that would feel. I wish I didn't you know. Yeah. No. Imagine Justin wasn't. No. But, no. Yeah. Like you're like, what's wrong with his ID? And then you Google it and he has a fake ID. And you're like, Justin, I don't know anything about him. Honestly, Justin, are you who you say you are? Honestly, it freaks me out. <laughs> okay. I, am, I could be someone that I'm not. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> Imagine my name was like Rebecca or something. <laughs> Imagine you were like actually like Eve and your parents took you. Anyways. <laughs> Cleo. Cleo. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Eve. Yeah. Eve. Tell me. Slash Cleo. Anyways. Okay. Day. We're on day minus 5,426 and it's 7 a.m., which is gross time to wake up. Hate that. <laughs> yeah. What time do you wake up? As late as possible sometimes. If what I is your wanna... last alarm? There's no alarms. It? You don't I set turn a them off. Alarm? I, tr- I have one alarm and then I turn what it off. What time does it go off? It goes off at quarter to eight. And sorry, there is two alarms. And then one goes off at eight. And then okay. I just press, I turn them off. And then I, sometimes I'll get up. And most of the time <laughs> yeah. it's 8.30 and I'm running around like a crazy person. Anyways, I do it to myself. Okay. So back <laughs> to the book. Um, Jen is in, she wakes up and Jen is in a different bed. She can tell that she is back when they had no money. The lighting's different and they're on their shitty old mattress. Um, She can feel that her body is much younger. And when she gets up um, and puts her feet on the carpet, she knows right away um, that she's in her favorite house that they've lived in together. Um, It was like a little off the grid home in the middle of nowhere. Perfect for Kelly, right? Yeah. (laughs) um she checks her brick of a cell phone and it's 15 years earlier it's december 21st 2007 she literally says this is fucked up and todd is only three years old making her 28 years old so that would be so weird (laughs) yeah yeah um She, again, is wondering why she's here on this date, Um, and she can hear Todd and Kelly downstairs in the basement, but she's not ready to see them yet. She wants to look at herself first. Um, Jen is shocked. She is the Jen from photos, essentially. She's, like, looking at herself as she remembers herself, which would be bizarre. Mm -hmm. um she does finally go downstairs it's jen's turn for a lie-in day um which they um frequently swapped when todd was a young child which is really cute and i think that it shows that like they are in love and like a committed team she's um kind of like looking like kelly is a little less attractive than he is now like he's kind of pudgy like a little like dad bod ish. She's starting to remember this Kelly. This is the Kelly with the chip on his shoulders. Um, The one who comes up with ideas only to abandon them. I think she's trying not to be so suspicious over things. So she's kind of like using Todd as like a middle because she's asking Kelly, like, 
What did he want to be when he grew up? She's astonished about how emotionally unavailable Kelly is. And she's wondering how she missed all of this again. He does fine. He does finally say that my mom wanted me to be a manager, which is strange. And then he mm-hmm. also drops the line, our dad, which Jen is like perked up ears. But then, of course, he's evasive as fuck. Um, and there's a yes, I did. No, I didn't back and forth there. Um, and she continues pressing saying like, I wish I met your mom and these kind of questions. Kelly eventually says that she's asking too many questions and is going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh She eventually follows him to their bedroom, but he's not in there. He's in the bathroom. He's sobbing. Um, But then Jen does confront him. Um, He's just like, nothing to see here. I've just got a cold. Don't bother about me or anything (laughs) like that. Um, And he... so pissed if someone was like you could tell that they were like bawling their eyes out and they're like i just have a cold and you're like oh it's not a cold that makes you ball your eyes out yeah i was gonna say (laughs) one of those i was gonna say uh, yeah i was thinking the same thing like what kind of cold makes somebody ball but anyways (laughs) um so he's got a cold apparently and he is looking at her with the same heartbreak in his eyes that he does 15 years later after the stabbing um so at this point jen kind of leans into the softer side and is just a support and was is just like yeah i'm here for your quote-unquote cold which then kelly um kind of opens up a bit and she asks if this is about um his mom and she remembers um she even remembers something that Kelly said in 2002, like current time, um, and that avoiding pain is priceless to some. So this kind of just like gives her the, I guess, insight to why Kelly is so secretive and she'll find out, I guess we all find out later. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does finally relent and give in. And he just says like, I miss her. I miss my mom. Um, and then they kind of have a little heart to heart. She thanks him for telling. Um, there's a strong feeling between them. And she is hoping that Kelly isn't what he appears to be. Um, then they're back with Todd. Um, and they're remembering how they, she's remembering how they used to be so concerned about keeping up with the appearances um and then she realizes that in this moment that this isn't her fault and it isn't his fault um she's always wanted to she's always wanted the best for todd and now she understands that this isn't about todd's childhood at all mm-hmm. so it's almost in a way as if she's giving herself forgiveness like she's yes. understanding oh I didn't fuck him up. No, yes. me. I did my best. Yes. It's that whole thing about like when you're an adult and you look back on your parents and how they raised Mm -hmm. you and thinking, you know, they might not have done the best, but they did the best that they could. Like, yes, you know what I mean? With what Mm -hmm. they have. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I feel like Jen's kind of 
yes she's she's come around to that yeah you can really tell like that chapter really signified the closing of the guilt Mm -hmm. on herself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly exactly all right ryan what up we got a ryan now ezra has instructed ryan and angela to meet him at a warehouse at 8 p.m apparently (laughs) after you eat me Fuck me. <laughs> Apparently, after you meet the big boss, you start being given bigger and better jobs. <laughs> did it. I did it. Story checks out. Okay. Yeah. The story checks out. You don't want to eat the big boss. You just want to meet the big boss. So Ryan is wired for the first time. And this is giving him a little bit of anxiety, but he's trying real hard to just be like cool as a cuke. So they go inside. They meet a man who is younger than Ryan thought he would be. He tells them that he is a job for them and needs them to collect a list of empty properties. Joseph introduces himself. He tells them that if they double cross him, he will do the time in jail and then come and kill them. Ryan says likewise, because, you know, he's got to be tough, right? Yes. Yes. That's like a promise. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. right i'll do the time and i'll come and kill you if you yeah. double cross me yes it's yes. important to remember everybody <laughs> yes and he's holding a gun definitely ryan says his name is kelly and we find out that he chose that alias because he needed to have a name that he would turn his head to that's like a huge part of having like this undercover identity you need to be able to and it's his brother's name Mm-hmm. So he would turn and look. But then we find out because Ryan is thinking about the night that he found his brother tied to a noose. Apparently, Kelly died in the loft and hasn't wanted to be found. He didn't want to be found, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we know that yeah. Kelly yeah. is Ryan. Kelly is Ryan. Excuse me. I'm actually really happy that last week you said that thing about the Ryan chapters being 20 years ago because I think I just would have been really confused (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes I feel like I get on to like she leaves little um the author leaves little like kind of clues that Mm -hmm. I was telling you about this like I feel like she leaves just a little clue before then she launches into the actual yeah that's how I was kind of feel like I was picking up the vibes and how I felt like I was clairvoyant with this book but anyways yeah um so now we're back even further it's day 6998 and it's 8 a.m in the morning Jen is in her old rental Jen is not yet pregnant aka Todd doesn't exist so her hunch is right that this can now only be about one person and that's Kelly. <laughs> or so she thinks. Um, she, Kelly and her are dating at this point. Um, I think it maybe about six months, she said. And then he tells her that she, he has a thing today, a last minute all day conference for painters. Sure. <laughs> Sounds <Okay>. legit. <laughs> yeah. So 
as she tells him like sure whatever that's fine she feels this feeling that she's getting close to the answer that she's looking for to bring her back into her regular life whatever that's going to end up being so she gets in a cab again and gets them to follow kelly but this time it was a little bit more difficult because there was no uber Ooh, it was a regular old cab Yes. So she watches Kelly pull a suit bag from the boot and goes into a pub called the Sundance. He reemerges and he's wearing the suit and then Nicola approaches. Kelly asks her how it was. Um, She said it was tough and that they wanted to know all the methods, but obviously they couldn't disclose any of that because they were both undercover. Um, The judge didn't like it very much. And then Nicola says as she's departing, if you ever want to come back, call me, which is interesting. So she then, now she leaves the cab and she's actually following him on foot and he goes into a building that she knows very well, which is the Liverpool Crown Court, which is their courthouses. Um, She sees the listing and she knows what she's looking for right away. It's the R versus Joseph Jones case. She goes into the gallery and she assumes that he's going to be there supporting his friend JJ. (laughs) Um, The next witness, everybody has to leave. And when they come back, there's just like a court curtained like thing. Somebody's hidden behind it. They're having Um, a bath. Yeah, they're just having a bath in court. (laughs) So then they're in decent exposure. They're never (laughs) nude and they're just in court and they have to be on this wall. (laughs) So now that everybody's back in court, witness B is called and it's an undercover police officer. Once he speaks, it's confirmed what she maybe already knew. It's Kelly. Kelly is witness B. Um, she then realizes that she had it all wrong and that he's not involved in the crime. He was trying to stop it all. All right. Same day, a few couple hours later, Jen hears Kelly's voice saying that he worked with him, Joseph, for several months last year. She is sure that only she would know his voice as she can tell that he's trying to change it a little. And Jen has been with Kelly for 20 years. She has the advantage Mm -hmm. of the future on Mm -hmm. her side. So she knows for sure it's Kelly. Jen feels like her life is a lie. Kelly never told her that he was slash is a police officer. Kelly talks about how he was dispatched after the baby was stolen and that they still haven't found the perpetrators, but the defendant knows. You can tell he's pissed about this, the baby thing. Mm -hmm. Jen can't believe that from day one of them meeting, he lied to her. Mm -hmm. That would be heavy. That would be Mm -hmm. really heavy. I don't know how Mm -hmm. you would unpack that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Kelly keeps repeating He's being asked all these questions and his answer over and over is, quote, for reasons relating to my anonymity, I can't explain any further than that was the (laughs) 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 I'm malfunctioning. I can't explain any further than what my role was. Okay. 
we can tell, like I said earlier, that he's upset about the baby. The lawyers are annoyed that he's not answering any questions. Court's out for the day. Kelly is then shocked to see Jen waiting by his car. Keep Would in you mind, look at they, who it is? Right? They've only been dating for like six months. Six months, yeah. At this yeah. point, right? That would be weird. So mm-hmm. he doesn't explain anything to her, to her. They get in the car. Jen wants to tell him that they make it and that they spend 20 years together. Obviously, she cannot say this to him. But so she says, you're an undercover police officer. And he says, yeah. And she asks him if his name is Kelly. And he says, no. He tells her, this is confidential. I'm like getting the goosebumps. He tells her that his real name is Ryan. She realizes that he faked Ryan's death with a fake death certificate so that the house wouldn't transfer to him after his mom died and blow his cover. Mm -hmm. She thinks that perhaps his mother has only died recently, which is very sad. Yeah. He tells her, so when he was crying in the bathroom, he was crying because his mom had died. Yes, that's what I was. Still in early grief, right? Mm -hmm. He tells her that he stayed as Kelly because he met her, Jen. Mm -hmm. He decided to stay as Kelly so Joseph would never find out that he was undercover. He's trying to be like, essentially, he's hiding in plain sight. That was sort of his plan. His game game plan, yeah. Yeah. Jen asks what the police would do if they knew he was still acting as his undercover self, and he said they'd probably arrest him along with a slew of other charges and whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is definitely frowned upon to, Mm -hmm. they make up this fake identity for you and they give you documents and whatever, and then once your role is done, you're done. You're not just like, oh, I just get to have like two identities now, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's not legal. Um. He tells her that he would have told her at some point about being undercover, but she obviously knows this is a lie because they've been together for 20 years and he never told her once. So that sucks. She asks what Joseph, what Joseph would do if he found out once he was out of prison that Kelly was the cop who sent him down. And Kelly says he'd come and kill him. Yeah. Joseph would. Yeah. So it's again the same day and it seems like it's the end of the night and she's kind of reflecting on what Kelly just told her, aka Ryan, aka whoever this guy is. (laughs) So (laughs) Jen is left wondering why he never told her for 20 years. Um, At this point, she's wishing she could talk to Andy, but he hasn't even finished school at this point. (laughs) And she's realizing that she's all alone in this from here on out if she keeps going back in time. Um, Jen realizes that Kelly was essentially between a rock and a hard place, a bit of damned if you do, damned if you don't, um, with coming to terms with his actual identity or not. Um, he's essentially been forced to comply. And then since Todd was there, when Joseph showed up again, it kind of forced Kelly to tell Todd everything. Um, and that's why there was that large fight in the backyard, why Kelly told Todd to keep it away from their mom and all of this stuff saying that it was why he didn't want her Mm -hmm. why he didn't want him dating Cleo yes exactly break up with your girlfriend so he felt like he had to 
tell explain. them everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's um, like you can't tell Cleo, you can't tell her family, and you can't tell your mom. You literally can't tell anyone, but you have to just mm-hmm. break up with your girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine. Okay. Right. Yeah. You yeah. don't mind. Okay. <laughs> um. So after Todd tells, or after Kelly Todd after kelly tells todd everything and that he's working with for joe again um he reached out to nicola for help um and then the favor being that kelly was to give her info in turn nicole nicola would keep him safe jen assumes that uh, joe finds out and then that's why Nic- nicola was harmed two nights before therefore joe is coming after kelly the night that he is stabbed um the police then turn known this yes exactly at this exactly so at this point um after the stabbing the police turn on kelly and arrest todd which is why kelly was so mad at the station that night um and then todd was essentially forced to do the only thing he could which was to protect his dad he protect he attack and most importantly he has his dad's back (laughs) yes girl yeah yeah it's just too bad that you know jen wasn't privy to any of this any of this see if maybe if there's just some communication here oh but you know what there's more (laughs) yes honestly we're not done yet but she is like i would still love him like during this chapter I didn't write this in when I was talking about it but she's saying like if he had told me I would still love him like I love him mm-hmm. anyways yeah mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she's pieced it all together does. though now yeah, yeah. well right. so she thinks <laughs> yeah okay Brian they are at 718 Welbeck Street and, and that I don't know if they're there yet who knows? That's just an address I wrote down. I'm not totally sure what the context is. They're doing something with it. <laughs> it might be important. Seven. Who knows? I don't think so, but it's all Meh. good. I'll just say it again. 718 Wellback Street. That's the address that Joseph has given to Ryan and Angela. This will be enough to bring down Joseph now. The only thing missing still is the baby. Where's the he baby? He receives Joseph. Wait, uh, Ryan receives a text saying he needs to go to the address oh right this is the address he needs to go to he needs to go to the address <laughs> this part was so bugged and say he's there to do painting and decorating once he's mm-hmm. in the office he's supposed to say that joseph sent him this is when ryan meets jen they <gasps> have banter about spontaneous decorating because kelly slash ryan didn't really understand the assignment and he just was like hey do you need some painting and decorating and she was like what jen tells her dad that someone is there for her and ryan introduces himself as kelly oh what a tangled web we (laughs) they he we've been a web and it's a big one he's in too deep and he's trying, and he's trying to, keep to keep his alias above his head of going under, under instead of going under again. Getting stabbed and killed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's day minus 7,157 at 11 a.m. Jen opens. 
Jen awakes and she says, please let it be 2022. Please let it be 2022. But she knows it's not. (laughs) Um, She's in her very first flat. It's March 26th. And she knows that this is the day of her and Kelly's first date. She has her old cell phone that is that she can barely use because it is so old. Um, (laughs) And she finds her conversation with hot painter slash decorator, a.k.a. her future husband. She finds that they're going to meet at Cafe Taco at 530. She loads up her Windows XP. Space pinball, baby. (laughs) She hooks up to her dial up and Google, or sorry, she doesn't Google. She asks Jeeves. Ask Jeeves, baby. She asks Jeeves about the missing baby, Eve Green. Whoa. So then her first question is, how can I stop all this? And then she also is like realizing in this moment that she's a 10. Damn, she's a 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. Have you, okay. Have you, have you been there where you like, remember you look at an old photo of yourself and you were like, why did I hate myself so much? Like, I'm never going to look as good as I did when I was that old. I don't know. Maybe some points of my life, but I feel like that now I feel like I'm a 10. I'm a good, yeah. I'm good. I'm awesome. I feel like that now. I love that for you. So, okay. I have a question for you. She's a 10, but she's been (laughs) married to a sort of criminal for 20 years. And now she's in a time loop because her son stabbed an organized crime gang leader. So I think she's still a 10. She's still a 10. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because she had no idea <laughs> she didn't maybe she's like an eight because she could have looked a little harder I guess true true consumed in her job true 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 but I feel bad for her <laughs> she got tricked no treats just tricks no treats no, no treats, treats just tricks okay <laughs> they're at the restaurant now and of course Kelly shows up 10 minutes late she knows because she's known Kelly for 20 years um she can tell that he's nervous again because she's known him for 20 years um she wants to tell him so bad that in one universe that they make it but it all starts with a lie but also he's like turning her on she's like hubba hubba right now what would you even say if you were on a first date with someone and they were like hey I know that we get married and we have a child and we're together for 20 years you'd be like excuse me like I gotta go I got to get out of here. <laughs> um, so she's there having their date. She's kind of like feeding into his like questions that she was so like enamored by. Then she's realizing like, oh, maybe that's just because he wanted to know more about me and my dad and our business and that kind of stuff. And she's starting to realize things like, Todd won't exist if they don't fall in love. And she does ask Kelly about his story and like, what's his deal? And he deflects classic Kelly. Um, She's feeling different now answering the questions this time around because last time she was so flattered, but she's still in love and they talk about everything. Like the date just continues on and she's so like 
in love with him. You can tell just by the way she's talking. He says to her, I think your dad and I have a mutual acquaintance. Have you ever met Joseph Jones? Um, sorry, what is what Jen says? Not like that, but she's like, excuse me, who? Um, and their date ends and this time she doesn't invite him back to hers though. Um, at that point, I think from that point on, like they hadn't not spent a day without each other. We're back at a Ryan chapter. What's up, Ryan? This, I can honestly say this was when it sort of, because I understood the whole Kelly thing and what was going on now. I understood everything that was happening, but I still was confused. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's not just telling her or mm-hmm. what. So this is when it kind of like came together for me. So Ryan knows that he is in too deep. It's the second night that he spent with Jen and he doesn't ever want to leave her. And that is a big problem. Mm-hmm. He's investigating her father. She thinks his name is Kelly. This cannot work is what he's thinking. He knows that this is not good. Mm-hmm. Jen tells Kelly to come back to bed, that life's too long for work. He finds her so clever and he knows in that moment that he loves her. And so he gets back into bed. Ryan is back at his place now. Joseph had texted him, quote, sleeping with the enemy, I see. That unsettles him and he's made a decision. He knows that he can either quit the police or lose Jen if he stays with the police. He doesn't really have a choice. So. He's in love with Jen. He no longer wants to change the world. He doesn't want to be a part of the police anymore. He just wants to be with Jen. Although Jen's dad is the facilitator of the OCG he's investigating. So her dad is the supplier of the empty properties. That's a problem. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ryan has met with someone to receive something. We don't really find out. It's kind of implied. Obviously, it's the fake documents giving him his new identity as Kelly so that he can quit the police and live with Jen, blah, blah, blah. Ryan goes to see Jen's dad, Kenneth. He tells him he's got something to tell him and that he needs to listen. This would be so weird. Like having just this like guy come in and be like, I've got something to tell you and you need to listen. Like he's authoritative now, right? Mm -hmm. So he asked how he came to be involved. We find out that Kenneth defended Joseph and had overdue bills. And Joseph saw those when he came in to pay his bill. He said he could help. And what happened was that he started using his timeshare documentation access to tell Joseph time frames about when people would be gone from their houses. He ended up getting 10% of the value of each car that was stolen. This was good. He needed it. It saved his business, essentially. Ryan Kelly asks Kenneth if Jen knows. Ken says no. Ryan says that she can never know about either of what either of them are doing because he wants to be with her. Ryan says if he complies, Kenneth, he'll get him off. He won't involve him in any of this. Like he's not going to investigate him any further, essentially. And he needs to get rid of all of the accounts, the flood, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flood. <laughs> and Kenneth makes Ryan tell him about the real him, or he says he'd be happy to fess up and go down for it for his daughter. So you can see in this moment how much both Ryan slash Kelly and her dad love her. They're like both. They will go down the with this shit. Right thing. Yeah. They're yes. like, I, and I love that because in this moment, Ryan feels like he's got the authority. Right. Mm-hmm. But then Kenneth is like, no, nah, I'll go down with this. No. If I don't like who you are, like she's my daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so suddenly this makes sense as to why her dad told her he was a good guy mm-hmm. because he is essentially he is a good guy yes like, this is just his morals are slightly askew because he's in love yes uh, yeah anyway it's very 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 complex okay so ryan tells who's leo oh the his boss ryan tells his leo boss. his boss <laughs> that this just isn't for him and he's quitting for pleasing Leo asks if he'll still testify. He says he will if they don't go after the lawyer. He makes this condition. Like, you can't go after Kenneth and I will testify. And a lot of this trial depends on Ryan testifying. So he Uh gets what he wants. Leo tells Ryan that he doesn't think he'd do it if if he had the chance again. Um, Quote, yeah. I mean, it's no way to live. What's the difference really between pretending to be a criminal and being one? Which was very interesting insight. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what Kelly does. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the only thing Ryan takes from his locker is his badge and the missing baby poster. Hmm. He feels like this is the only way that he can be with Jen. He can't go back to ryan and be with jen because then joseph would know so here he is as kelly Woo! suddenly Whoa. it all makes sense loop-de-loop mm-hmm. so today is minus seven thousand one hundred and fifty-eight. it's 12 p.m and jen could never forget this day today is the day that she meets kelly for the first time But after her last conversation with Kelly on their first date, she's knowing, she realizes that her dad knows about everything. (laughs) So after Kelly comes in, enter Kelly, blah, 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 they go for lunch. She says, asks him if he wants to stay for a little bit of tea before he continues on with the rest of his day. He obliges, of course, because he's in love, but she's watching him from the kitchen Um, And knows what he's going to do next. And he starts rummaging around her desk in a professional way. Like she would never know. Her -hmm. father shows up and then Jen is listening and Kelly thanks him for the list and asks a few questions about some of the timeshares. And then she finds out that her dad is a crooked lawyer and that Kelly is investigating him. After, yes, after Kelly leaves and everything, she confronts her dad and she's like, yo, what's the deal? The jig is up. Tell me about the timeshares. And he confesses to her that it all comes down to money, just like every other thing that they deal with in their day-to-day life for all Mm -hmm. their clients. Um, And he even tells her like, it paid for your training. 
And he tells the story about how Joseph came in and made an offer he couldn't refuse. Um, Again, she says, I wish she never found this out and she'll never unknow any of this information. Um, Kelly kept all of this from her because he loves her and she and he didn't want to look back and yeah he didn't want to revisit any of that because he was just had an overheels it's getting real yes day minus seven thousand two hundred and thirty it is 8 a.m jen wakes up she is still at her own apartment she realizes suddenly all at once that kelly did all of this because he loves her he gave up everything for her. She suddenly is realizing what's going on here. He never told her about her father, which is huge. This is why he warns her in the future about looking into it. That's why Joseph comes to the law firm. She had no idea that her mm-hmm. father was a part of it. And that's and why Kelly Joseph wanted to protect her. Exactly. And that's why Joseph didn't realize that she didn't know anything because anything. literally everyone in her life is involved everyone yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. except for her Mm -hmm. um kelly tells her in 2022 that she's in danger and joseph assumed she knew about her father like you had just said sorry and we real no it's all good um she realizes that today that she has woken up on is the day that eve is stolen what does she do (laughs) I was so confused about all of this at first too. I'm like, no, don't mm-hmm. what? And I know, also, same. Okay. I've got yeah. some questions, but like, it's all good. Okay. She goes into the police station. She tells the receptionist that she needs to speak to an officer named Ryan or Kelly, that she knows he's undercover and she has a tip for him. Leo immediately comes out and tells her she better come in because <laughs> no one should know there is a Ryan slash Kelly out on the loose. <laughs> She tells them that they are robbing a house tonight and that they intend to take two cars, that she can't tell them how she knows. She's looking at Kelly sitting across from her. This is a man who she loved, who she has loved for 20 years, and she wonders if it matters. He says he'll look into this. She's waiting on the road when the baby goes missing. She went to spy the action from her car. Here's the thing, though. I'm just so confused about why they wouldn't be like, nah you're gonna have to tell us like why they would just take it at face value yeah I don't know after it happened you'd think they'd be like "Mm, you're gonna have to tell us how you knew that yeah I don't know if maybe because a baby was I don't know I feel like they would ask more questions 100% but like I don't know it's also a book so well yeah that's true (laughs) okay So she's waiting on the road when the baby goes missing. She was thinking about her father and how he could do this to her, how he told her that Kelly was good on the night that he was supposed to die. She's thinking about all that. She wonders if she could suggest a certain scan to her father that she remembers seeing at the. Oh, the hospital. Or no, at the science fair. No, it was at the science fair. I can't remember when that was, though at the science fair about that it could potentially save his life but she realizes that perhaps everyone has their time to die like she's she can't Mm -hmm. go fucking with too much stuff Mm -hmm. she's watching the young boys who are going to steal the cars she knows it will all come to an end tonight she sees the woman come out she sees her forget her phone and then the police lights go on and they arrest the kids 
she knows that Andy was right, that she's lived this all once and her subconscious knew things, even though she missed it all. She's finally understanding everything that's coming together. She ends up going back to the police station and she sees Kelly. She hurries over and tells him that they met earlier. And she's like, how weird. This is my husband of 20 years that I'm telling I met him earlier. She asks if they got the guys. Um, They have their typical banter that they usually have. Joseph has gotten away, but Jen hopes she's done the right thing. So essentially what's happened is that they were able to save the baby, but Joseph got away. Whereas in the 2022 world, they got Joseph, but they weren't able to save the baby. So it's a little bit of a flip flop. (sighs) Kelly asks her if they know each other. Jen says not yet. She is realizing all that he gave up for her because he loved her. And he introduces himself to her as Ryan. All right. Hey, tell us. Tell us everything. Okay. She's back at day zero. (laughs) She sees the clock turn from 1.59 back to 1 a.m. Jen Hiles is standing on the landing in her house with the pumpkin her husband is there and she says tell me about the day we met he does and he's also very confused she asks him some questions um am i a lawyer he agrees but she's still very confused <laughs> as to what's going on and he's like i got to get a re- got i've got to get some rest i'm on shift tomorrow Jen clues in that he is a police officer and Jen is so happy because she knows that this will fulfill Ryan and her husband, the love of her life. She I asks, love it so much. Yes. She does ask a sad question. Is my dad alive? Ryan confirms that no, he has passed. Jen understands now that the paper cut Saving her dad, li- dad's life, Andy was right all along. It doesn't last whatever you do in that day. Um, at that point, Todd calls up the stairs and asks them why they're still up. Um, and Jen is filled with relief that he is at home and not walking along the street with a knife in his hand. Um, Jen yells up to Ryan by saying, Ryan? Question mark. He responds which gives her confirmation she also says is wondering like okay so what that joseph got away kind of what you'd mentioned before but like criminals gonna criminal so like you can't stop them at this point then jen asks how's cleo todd says who's that new phone who dis (laughs) she says Sorry, I had a dream that you were dating someone or met somebody named Cleo. And Todd said, Eve wouldn't like that dream. Jen then asks Eve who? Todd <laughs> then explains that his girlfriend. Can you imagine is Eve. dealing no. with a mom who's like suddenly <laughs> <Are you laughs> has okay? like amnesia. I'd be <laughs> like, does somebody do we need to does she have a stroke? Do we need to go to the hospital? <laughs> Honestly. How so come confusing. nobody's what come how come no one's worried about Jen? I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> he explains to her that his girlfriend is Eve Green, aka the baby that was never stolen. And she asks <laughs> to see a picture of her. 
Um, Todd looks is looking at her like she has three heads, and then she in her head says, "It's fucking Cleo." When he shows mm-hmm. her the picture, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's fate. They fell in love, anyways. They're supposed to be together too. I just love it so much because Jen had even said like I don't know at one point she had said like did I do the right thing taking away my son's first love like mm-hmm. yes but even just like her and Ryan getting together and Todd and Eve getting together like there are certain things that are destined to still happen regardless mm-hmm. of the situation right yes 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 I like that I concept that. of the book And at this moment, because fate has all aligned and stars have aligned in their time loops, everything is all gone. And then Jen is just left with a feeling of deja vu. She doesn't remember a thing. Well, well, kind of. I think that you just took my chapter. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Well, no, it's just. It goes, so it's day, so then it's day plus one. Jen wakes up and she feels like she has her entire life in front of her. Todd asks her if she's all right. She said some weird shit about a girlfriend called Cleo last night. And then Jen says, who's Cleo? So my boss and I had a big conversation about this where it's like, do you think she actually doesn't remember or she's just pretending that she doesn't remember? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know because then in the epilogue, Paul bring it home bring it home okay so in the and okay so then um epilogue day minus one the unintended consequences um pauline wakes up she's struck with dread right away it's connor she knew that this was going to happen and this all started with a feeling of deja vu with her um And that began right after Connor was arrested for drugs, thefts, so on. The gauntlet is unending by the sounds of it. And that he was involved with somebody named Joseph. Um, Criminal's gonna crim. Criminal's gonna crim. Um, (laughs) She needs, she feels like this urge. She needs to call a lawyer. She needs to fix everything. She needs to get to the bottom of it. But all of a sudden there is Connor and she asks where how'd they let you go like how'd you get out from the police and he's confused and then she notices that it's technically the day before so another day minus one starts again okay I did not like the epilogue I think we could have done without the epilogue I don't quite understand the reason for the epilogue do you I think it kind of is supposed to like show that even if you fix one thing in your life, um, like time and like the fate kind of aspect of it, I think is what she's like, trying to Do you think to, like... because Jen fixed her situation, mm-hmm. the problem just went on to somebody else? Yeah. Like it was yeah. still going to happen? Yeah. Like it's Joseph is still going to be a criminal who is recruiting young kids into his crime ring. and. Yeah the unintended consequences would have been now Connor's joined this crime ring. It's weird though. Like I, 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 
because all throughout the book, I found Pauline and Connor to be very weird characters because there was really no actual purpose Mm -hmm. until the end of the book when they come back into play. Right. But otherwise we really didn't need them. She kind of painted like the author kind of painted him as like a visual kind of guide to why Todd is acting out or rebelling in Jen's eyes because she was saying ever since he started hanging out with Todd and I know Todd's no good kind of thing. So was it like literally supposed to be like a red herring? Because it sounds like Todd would have gotten involved in this whether or not he met Connor just based on Kelly or Ryan his dad yeah yeah I don't know I fucking love the ending though minus the epilogue yeah Yeah. I I was there for it I was cheering him on right as soon as before I even read the epilogue and everything like turned out good I was like Caitlin will be happy she'll be very happy I was so happy okay what did you rate it tens 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 across the board okay so five five stars five five stars stars. me too the epilogue was weird though I still have I still have cues about the e but it is what it is I'd like to know more about Angela slash Nicola like what's she do in the 20 years between Joseph and well it sounds like like she she remained undercover yeah or no well she she wouldn't have been Maybe she did other undercover work in that span, but because it sounds like she's still with the police. Right. But how would Joseph have found out based on her having been stabbed? Uh, I think it said something in the book, but I don't even. Yeah, I don't really know. Oh, hi, Bowie. Hi, Bowie. (laughs) She liked the book, too. She likes it, too. Anyway. I don't know. I love a I love a good little I love a good little predictable ending, but it was unpredictable as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like it's the way that I wanted it to go. I didn't know though. Mm-hmm. It was a good. It was a good book. It was a good. Would recommend. And you know who else is reading it right now? Georgia who? from MFM. Is she? Yeah, she was saying how she loved the book this week <laughs> or last. Dang, week it is a whatever. good book. It's just yeah. one of those books that you can't put down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You gotta know the author. I don't know how Jillian did it. Like, yeah. oh my god, it just was That's so well written. Mm-hmm. Everything about it was well written and so well thought out. The empathy that you have for Jen while she's experiencing this all, and you can even kind of feel bad for her dad, even though he's a criminal and like the you suddenly understand the dynamic with Todd and you don't necessarily hate Kelly after you find everything out because you're like eh, he really loved her but he still like did a shitty thing and just written really good yeah it was really good and I want to read her I think she has a new book coming out or is out I'm not sure one second I'm just trying to pull it up she has a baby coming just another missing person oh so did you, you read the and like the author's note about how she was like writing her dedications on the day before her wedding and did you read that no I didn't read that part it was really cute she was just talking about how like like writer's life and it was Mm -hmm. just you can tell that she loves her craft and she's just like killing it she does a really good job she's amazing that's an amazing book 
tense yes. across the board. I guess so, I think we've said our new book. I'm just about to say it. Okay, get yeah. ready for our October book. It is called Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. <gasps> Love that. Sounds like another Hopefully goodie. It's spooky. I hope it's sounds spooky. like a twisty turny spooky dookie we have got a lot of people commenting on that instagram post saying that it was a great book so i'm excited hopefully it's good also shout out to ashley for having picked wrong place wrong time for us yes thanks for the book reco yeah thanks for that i'll trust her recommendations now all right all right okay Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.